0: This is The Show Off. It's the collab you didn't know you needed.
1: The unholy union of two powerhouses of Australian media.
2: Pedestrian TV and the Batuta Advocate, taking a savage swipe at the week in entertainment news.
1: Anything you've missed.
2: And anything you give a shit about. I'm Josie Rosenberg-Clark, Head of Editorial at Pedestrian.
0: I'm Effie Bateman, Lifestyle and Entertainment Reporter at the Batuta Advocate.
1: And I'm Wendell Hussey, the Sports Reporter at the Batuta Advocate and the token bloke of this podcast. Now, today on the show-off, we've got a bunch of stuff to cover from everyone's favourite festival of people covered in glitter and lubed up on ketamine, (laughs) Coachella. There's a bit going on there, lots of stuff to digest. Also, Australian Reality TV has confirmed this week that it might just be jumping the shark, as well as OC fans rejoicing about Misha Barton heading to Ramsey Street. Not something I know a lot about, so I'm going to need you guys to help me out there. I didn't even know who Michelle Barton was before reading that script, so (laughs) you will need to do some heavy lifting on that one.
2: You're Uh, fired, by the way.
1: (laughs) I'm gone. I'm out the door. But that's what we're talking about today.
0: Cool. Let's get into it.
1: Before we do talk about those stories, though, we are going to do our obsessions of the week, the little things that are getting us by, the things we're excited about, the things we like talking to our colleagues, friends, family about, and uh, I believe... Josie Rosenberg-Clark, mm-hmm. we may be sharing an obsession this week.
2: Yeah, but I think we're at different stages. So I'm just entry level. Yep. And you're like deep into it.
1: I'm like PhD professor, <laughs> um, yeah, head of the faculty mm-hmm. of Beef, the mm-hmm. new Netflix show, which I love, 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 love. I've got one episode to go. Um, I probably should have knocked it over before getting in here today. Um, You should
0: have knocked your beef out before you got
1: here. uh, Yeah, very good. Uh, (laughs) Ephemia Bateman. Um, But yeah, hanging out to finish up. But I've loved so far all nine of the ten episodes that I've watched.
2: Yeah, so I've watched one, bit Mm. of context for people that don't know what the show is about. Basically two strangers in very kind of different life stages, I would say. Different walks of life living in L.A. Have a road rage incident in a parking lot of like a Bunnings equivalent place, and it just forces them to both unravel. Like they just start losing the plot. And it's Ali Wong and it's Stephen Yoon, and I love both of them. Like I would watch them read the phone book. I love her specials. She's so funny. And Mm. he, like when he died on The Walking Dead, sorry, spoilers, I stopped watching it because he was a joy to watch. So I'm really happy to watch him again. But I watched one ep and I'm just like, give me more but my partner finds it really stressful. so really? I Really? Yeah, he's really is, stressed it's out. It's a bit
1: gripping. Yeah. Um, a mate described it as a cross between white lotus and parasite, the Korean oh. movie, yeah. so if you guys yeah. have seen that. Mm. And it is, it's a little bit similar in terms of like the parasite side of stuff of like you're kind of gritting your teeth and yes. hanging on through, but you cannot look away because of, yeah, like, the suspense, the drama, all that sort of stuff, the uncomfortable situations. Yeah. Is there um, secondhand
0: embarrassment? Is that what it is? Bit. He oh.
2: hates that. I hate that too. So. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I, I like um, the dynamic of it. You just mentioned there that they come from different walks of life. I do really like the class dynamic mm. of it as well. So you've got Ali Wong's character, Amy, who is essentially um, a Californian influencer. Um, yeah, like a Gwyneth paltrow type. Yeah, she's created this <laughs> like incredible kind of, um, I think it's like a plant brand called mm. Koya House. And it's done incredibly well. She's got everything. She's got the perfect house, the model-looking husband, beautiful young kid. Yeah, everything she needs. And then on the other side of it, um, you've got the guy who basically is is a bit of a hustler. He's he does all sorts of trades yes. for people, but he's kind of hustling away and
2: kind of barely keeping his head above water. Yes. I think that's the tension point. Yeah, is like the secondhand stress almost, not necessarily embarrassment, but more like I'm stressed for him, yeah. for his life. Yeah, so he's, yeah,
1: he's always looking to keep his head above water. He wants to bring his parents back from yeah. Korea because something um, happened there and uh, they had to leave after a failure of a business. And I really like, like the fact that both of them, one's distinctly now moved up into the upper class and mm. one is distinctly not in the upper class. Yep. I like how both of them just have this this rage and this anger and this examination of life, the yeah. things that you look at. Because I feel like sometimes with White Lotus, you look at it and it's all these super rich people and they're also miserable and mm. you look at all like the things that are going on in their life and you kind of just go like, oh, well, look at all these rich people feeling sad and sorry for themselves. <laughs> but I like that it's got the whole spectrum of people in this yeah. who are feeling sad and sorry for themselves, who are having existential <laughs> crises, who are getting angry, who are getting wound up. And um, yeah, it's really nice to see all those little nuances and it's nice to see people from non-white backgrounds mm. playing stories and telling stories that are just original and interesting and funny. It hasn't been shoehorned into some like old concept. Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, this is a new concept, new characters, and it. I fucking love it. It's so good. It's probably the best wow. thing I can remember watching for a long mm. time.
2: It's very cool. I, I just want to binge it. Maybe I'll take a day off work. Hopefully my boss isn't watching this.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you didn't binge it because that's I started watching and I was like boom, 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 going through. And I was always sceptical, like – Whenever I see, like, the top things on Netflix, maybe there's mm, some, like, yeah. kind of ingrained hipster thing in me or, like, anti-authoritarian. I'm like, oh, <laughs> is it number one? Is it just kind of commercial, <laughs> mass-produced <laughs> Yeah, everyone else is watching this, so I better watch it. Yeah. And I was cautious, but mm. I, as soon as I started watching, I was like, this is so, so good. And uncontrollably giggling uh, a lot of the way. Yes. So that's my obsession. Mm. Any, more, um, any more on the obsession from you, JRC?
2: No, but I'm keen to get into what you're obsessed with. You're mm-hmm. like one step ahead of me, but I want to watch it next. After yes. I'm done with beef.
0: So I've kind of got two obsessions, but they tie in together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first one is, is that I keep getting all these TikTok clips of the Drew Barrymore show. Yes. And I'm obsessed because every interview, sorry, <laughs> Wendell, I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but it's like, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm going to do it. So she's just really just...
2: There's no personal space. Staring,
0: like she's practically <laughs> yep. sitting on their laps. But yep. in a way that you want her to, it's, <laughs> it's giving like, she's at the, the two people in the room, she's mm. your mom or you're at a therapist oh, and she's just staring at I was going to say like
2: therapeutic lap dance. But then you said mom, so... <laughs>
1: I'm very confused by what is going on here.
0: Okay, so she does these interviews and yep. unlike your conventional talk show host, which kind of seem, you know, very egocentric, it's all... Yeah. It seems just very intimate and it feels like there's no one else there. And yep. she's just having... And a lot of the people she has on are women and she has just these... And they open up to her and she's just like gazing into their eyes and I'm just like, Drew Barrymore, <laughs> hug me yeah. and tell me that everything's going to be Okay. But I saw a clip with Brooke Shields. Yep. And they were talking about um they both had massive stage moms mm-hmm. who kind of pushed them into being exploited and they were talking about Brooke Shields' new documentary called Pretty Baby. Mm. I watched it last night and mm-hmm. it was two episodes and I actually had to stop after the first episode. And have a break because it just made me so angry.
2: You had to have a scream
0: break. I did. <laughs> just had to like scream in a pillow. Um, so you guys, do you guys know who Brooke Shields is? Uh,
1: Blue Lagoon. No.
0: Big eyebrows. She was the original no. eyebrow girl. Yeah, Big yeah. Girl. Before Cara Delevingne, there was Brooke Shields. Yeah.
2: Just unbelievably um, gorgeous. Really, yeah. Eyebrows.
1: I know screaming into a pillow. I do know that, <laughs> yes. but I don't know Brooke Shields.
0: <laughs> so. Basically, Brooke Shields was just this unnaturally beautiful child. Mm. And her mother saw – she was like, oh, this is my cash cow. I'm going to get into a child modelling and I'm going to get her into movies. And I remember watching Pretty Baby as a teenager and basically she is 11 in this movie and she's playing a child prostitute. Mm. And at the time there was some uproar and people being like, what, what mum would have their child in this movie? Um, and at the same time she'd done – Nude modelling as mm. like a ten-year-old. She was in Blue Lagoon at oh, age Blue Lagoon fourteen. Is
2: disgusting. Which
0: is, <laughs> I don't know if it's worse or, but it's just the whole thing about sexualizing yeah. this child. Then she had these Calvin Klein ads, which are probably one of the most disgusting ads I've ever seen. They've got her like sucking on her thumb. She is a literal teenage mm. girl. Mm-hmm.
1: Bill Henson. It is. The conversation.
0: It is just a really. Um, it was a really uncomfortable watch, and you kind of got mad because everyone around her was just letting her down and exploiting Mm. her. And, like, she had these magazine covers and they literally would be, like, Brooke Shields, the conglomerate, or Brooke Shields, the commodity. I was, like, this person is not treated as a human. They're treated as as this, like, just this object that the Mm -hmm. public owns – and yeah, I I was just raging the entire time that I watched this show.
1: That sounds like a very frustrating watch. Too. It was, does she yeah. feed? Like, does she give interviews and stuff? Or she does. It, yeah. Okay. So, so
0: it's actually
2: her point of view. Finally, yes, she
0: actually gets a chance to speak. It's really interesting. It reminds me of the Pamela documentary. Mm. Mm. So Brooke Shields says she didn't realize. It. Of course, you don't realize at the time that you're being exploited, and no, that's, that's not your job. And to that's not your job. You're the child. It, it, she was a literal child. Yeah. And she said that as soon as she got to the point when she got older and she was trying to own her own narrative, like she got fought every step of the way. She went to university and everyone starts talking, you know, all these talk shows and everything are talking about the fact she's a virgin or things Mm -hmm. like this. And she was just every – she was picked apart. And one of the angriest moments I had was she finally, when she got older and she had a kid, uh, she talked about postpartum. And she went on talk show and talked about it. And then Tom Cruise gets on a talk show. Oh, God. And he's like, she's a liar. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Why is she on medication? Like this man telling this woman. Yeah. And this was when people didn't talk about postpartum. I'm getting really obsessed. <laughs> so they <am> didn't <laughs> talk about postpartum depression. Mm. And she's like, you know what? Fuck this. I've not had a voice my whole life. I know this is something women aren't talking mm. about. And he's like, she's a liar. And she's, you know- irresponsible for getting up there. And he really attacked her. Yeah. And then she's like, stick to your aliens, Tom. (laughs) Right. And it was fucking amazing. Yes, girl. And then it ends with she's sitting at a table with her teenage daughters who like classic Gen Z. Mm -hmm. And they're like, mom, that was so wrong. And like they're they're just, it was such a nice full circle that she spoke about how hard it was to be, have her own opinion and be outspoken. And then she's raised these two- Mm. Very strong, outspoken, you know, great
2: teenage girls. And it was just...
1: So there's yeah. a nice ending to yeah. a very uncomfortable story. Yes, mm.
2: yes. So I know that you're riled up about it. Yeah. But do you recommend, like, should we be watching Pretty Baby?
0: Yes, absolutely. I really I really enjoyed it, even though it made me angry. And it is on Disney Plus, if you would like to see it.
1: All right. Um, I just wanted to ask quickly before we get into the rest of the show. I was actually going to message you guys the other day about this. It's just something I need to clear up and it's a topic that I've just let go for too long. I should have dove in a few months ago but I didn't and I've let it go and I haven't got any clarity and, I'm, and <laughs> I, I saw something on the weekend which weighed on me and I just need to know what is <laughs> going on. Like what is this Young Gravy thing? I tried to figure <laughs> it out and I, I just don't quite understand. Wait,
2: like who is Young Gravy?
1: I kind of vaguely understand who is Young Gravy, but Mm -hmm. I don't understand what the thing is. He was out here in Australia. He Mm. was with all the radio people, um, heaps of influencers. Everyone wanted a piece of him. I saw a TikTok clip um, with Lisa Ann talking about him. I'm not sure if you guys know who Lisa Ann is. No, um, tell us who Lisa Ann uh, is, Wendell. <laughs> she's, she's an actress. Is um, she a porn star? She's a famous actress. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: but I don't understand like this obsession with the young gravy.
2: Okay, okay. I, I feel like you can explain,
0: F. Yes, okay. Um, so the big joke and shtick about Mr. Young Gravy, Shtick is the word. Is <laughs> that he's um he's a mouth hunter, mm. and he's known for his his love of mums, Josie, which you know mm-hmm. is a yeah. bit of fun for you there. Um, <laughs> but yes, he's a musician, but it comes a lot, f- you know, from this uh, personality on his TikTok. He's very active on TikTok, uh, but like the whole joke would be every time someone's hot mom does like a TikTok, everyone's like, "Oh, Young Gravy," and they <laughs> at him, and he's very busy. He um. He's always off, like, doing things with various influences. There was um, Addison Rae, who's, like, the second or third most popular Mm. TikToker. Her mum had a really messy divorce with her husband, Monty. I don't know why I know this shit. (laughs) And he was a dirtbag. buddy Monty. And he was a piece of shit. And basically... Sherry, it's Sherry. She had a revenge (laughs) era and she started teaming up with Young Gravy and everyone's like, yes, go, Sherry, go, girl. He's done shit with Martha Stewart. Like he, the man gets around and he has fun Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that's the whole, it's kind of like this lovable, MILF-loving larrikin. So he's
1: like a left-field kind of sex icon that is a bit of like humor
0: to it yeah like he's like he's like your frat boy mm. he's giving that frat boy energy and he's also really tall he's like six foot five and he has really like blow dried hair. hair
2: but i think he gets away with it because it's he's got like, a deep voice as well well that's not why he gets away with it <laughs> but um <laughs> harvey weinstein had a deep voice didn't he <laughs> but i feel like young gravy gets away with it because it's milfs right it's not like he's obsessed with 18 year olds like exactly it's like moms mm. who are like in charge of their sexuality and they're like consenting yeah. and they're like into it so it's like oh bless him okay. like oh. that's yeah. that's just what he likes and it's fine whereas i think if it was the other way it was like super young women it would be like absolutely not young gravy you're cancelled forever
1: <sighs> now we should get into <laughs> the actual meat uh, this week, oh, yeah. the stories the beef? we are supposed to talk about. <laughs> we need to put some yep.
0: gravy on this beef. We need,
1: yep, very good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> gravy on the beef, Euphemia. Now, first up in our top stories today, Coachella is coming to a close and the word on the street being TikTok. Influencers are faking going to Coachella amongst other things that we're going to talk about, Coachella-related JRC.
2: Well, it's weekend one has happened. So oh, we right. still have weekend two coming up. Um, you might Ooh. recall from last year, weekend one, Harry Styles' performance with I. Twain. Ooh. Weekend two was Lizzo, so that's how I remember it.
1: That did. I don't know much. about
2: you guys. So weekend one, just a lot was going on. Mm. And if you're on Instagram, if you're on TikTok. You're going to see a lot of influencers at Coachella. They're doing their kind of get ready with me. This is what I'm wearing. Here we are, kind of twirling around in the desert. You know, Coachella is in Palm Springs. It's very aesthetic. It always has mm. been, but it wasn't always this influencer fest. Like it's become the place to be, when very trendy. Within the last kind of decade, I think with yeah, the think rise that. of Vanessa social Hudgens, media. I feel she's a lot like, to do like the with queen it. of Coachella. Mm. The long hair, the like spell. Byron the boho Bay outfits, sort of yeah, her and Austin Butler, her with the um the coke in the foil, but she said it was white chocolate that she was rubbing on her teeth. You know those <laughs> moments, those cultural moments, I'll always for. remember. Yeah, but basically, this TikToker named Lauren Gray went on a bit of a rant and exposed influences. And said it's like the influencer Olympics, like mm. everyone has to be there. They're all trying to outdo each other. But they're not actually going to Coachella. They're not buying tickets. They don't have wristbands. They literally will get the accommodation. They'll get all the outfits. They'll post all this content. But if you look at it, they're not actually inside the venue. <laughs> There's no stage in the background. Why do they go? It's just for clout. It's just to be like, oh, we're, we're at Coachella but you're not actually in Coachella. There's like a key difference there. So they're not actually mm. fans of music or anything like that. They're but it's just, just, like just
1: m- going for the grand.
0: Mainstream <laughs> music. For the grand. Like It yeah. just doesn't make any sense to go to that effort. Yeah.
1: Tickets aren't that much though, are <laughs> like they? Are they paying like five hundred bucks it, US? Like, and I'm, yeah. I'm that is a lot of money, but not for influencers who are, by the looks of it, traveling across the country to go. Would they get the free tickets go. as well? They would. I'm sure they'd be getting free. There's tickets. There's a lot of Kachala.
2: parties outside the festival as well. Like mm, um, yeah. a lot of people have these little side events, so they'll attend those, but not actually attend that key event, which is the actual music. <laughs> festival Mm. so we're being lied to by influencers who knew
1: influencers well known for doing yeah doing strange things Mm. trying to mislead people trying to paint um themselves as living a life they're not living potentially you could argue Mm. that's a good segue actually yeah
2: i found a good segue it's usually you that finds a good segue speaking of things that aren't real at coachella a couple of things happened Yes. Uh, romantical things. Well, Ooh. one did happen, one didn't happen. So a lot of people had their eyes on Coachella because the Jenners love to attend. And people were thinking, okay, Kylie Jenner is going to rock up there with her new boyfriend, in mm-hmm. inverted commas, who we talked about in the last episode, Timothee Chalamet. Timothee Chalamet. And we just like to say his name. But she attended sans Timmy C. Mm. So people were a little surprised, but uh, a source says... We love a good source. That uh, Kylie decided she didn't want to make things public with Timote this past weekend at Coachella and really just wanted to chill and have fun with her friends.
0: That goes exactly against everything the Kardashians yeah. and Jenners
2: stand for. Yeah, I don't believe that. I just think Chris Jenner couldn't get it over the line with him. He, he was busy. She was like, can I book you in for this? He was like, absolutely not. I didn't agree to this. I'm mm. filming an actual movie. Go away and have the <laughs> phone on her. That's what I think happened. But, but we, Kendall was there with Bad Bunny. Yes, we did get that. Yes, we and that. we also got, speaking of PR relationships, Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello maybe reuniting. They were spotted smooching at Coachella. Do and you th- know
0: who they are?
1: I do. Havana in I'm talking about they,
2: for a bit of context, both Mm -hmm. singers uh, and they were dating during COVID and during lockdown and things like that, and they would do these daily walks together. But eagle-eyed fans, we do love an eagle-eyed fan at Pedestrian, love to put eagle-eyed fan in the headline, noticed that (laughs) in their little mugs, it was all very wholesome. They had their Mm. kind of tracksuits on, they're walking the dog, they've got their mugs of coffee. Their mugs were empty and it just really summed up their relationship, which a lot of fans think is just a PR relationship maybe maybe they were off to get coffee maybe they drank it really fast like from the front door to the front gate just Mm. straight away it was just a one-shot espresso yeah yeah Yeah, and they were done Mm, maybe (laughs) maybe but um they broke up a couple of years ago people were like yeah okay contract's over but they were spotted smooching at they were actually inside Coachella unlike Oh, influence friends.
1: Just a PR play, is it, potentially?
2: Um, well, an insider did say about Sean and Camilla, uh, they aren't dating again. They have stayed in touch. They decided to meet up at Coachella since they were both going. The source says one thing led to another as the night progressed. I mean, we've all been there with mm-hmm. an ex. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the kiss was apparently a one-off, even though a bunch of people caught it on camera and then put it all over social media.
0: Well, I mean, we have... a. I mean, I don't know about me, but, um, you know, hooked up with an ex and just it's been a one-off, but Mm. we don't have cameras around us. Mm. could have just been a, oh, you're you're going to Coachella, I'm going to Coachella, and then, you know, find each other, do Mm -hmm. that, and then, oh, shit, everybody's taking photos of us.
1: I believe Camila Cabello Cuban.
2: And Shawn Mendes, Canadian?
1: Yeah, but I guess they could be British accents <laughs> no. when they say to each other. Maybe that's their cute little thing. That was the thing they did when they were in a relationship. All right,
2: governor. <laughs> come and give me a kiss. <laughs> um, give us a snog.
1: <laughs> yeah, It could just be hot people hooking up, right? Uh, I mean, I just, if you're hot and I'm you're hanging so out with other I'm so cynical. People. I'm
2: like, if you want to make out with your ex, Is you will problem? do that in a, like, room mm. with a door closed. True. If that's you're true. doing it at Coachella and you're Shawn and Camilla... It's for – there's some kind of publicity behind
1: it. Speaking of PR, there mm. was some very bad PR for Coachella at the back end of this weekend, I believe. Frank Ocean, mm. debacle.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he was the headliner. <laughs> um, hasn't performed live since 2016, I believe. I mean, I still have beef, just to call back our uh, – Obsession of the week. I have beef with him over 2013, Splendor in the Grass, no show. Oh, yeah. Has he got a history of being a diva?
0: The old hot dog water. I don't know. There's- <laughs> Can you <laughs> explain, still that. explain that to our listeners? Um, it's referring to a very funny tweet that I always think of whenever I hear of the words Frank Ocean, which is his name. It means hot dog water. Like cocktail Franks, ocean, hot dog water. Yeah. So from yeah. now on... He's hot dog his hot water dog to water.
2: me. I still think that's maybe where he got his name from. Mm. But anyway, I don't know. There's a bit going on with Frank Ocean. But what happened was he was super late Yeah. for starters. A lot of people were excited to see him. It's been a long time since he's performed. So they were all waiting.
1: A bit of a Rihanna thing, right? Like yes. he hadn't performed for seven years. This was Huge. it. He was back. Yeah. yeah.
2: He's back. Um, and then when he did appear, it was kind of a strange set where – there were people like walking around him the whole time, Mm. like in circles and like you couldn't actually see him. Apparently he was lip syncing a few songs. Then there was a huge DJ set, like just in Mm. the middle of his set. So people were like, okay, now there's someone DJing. It was kind of all over the place. And I think after waiting for an hour, people had high expectations or were already annoyed, you know, Mm. like you've already Mm -hmm. got people on edge. You can't then come in with like... An experimental, yeah,
1: weird, yeah, yeah, experiment set. behind closed doors, um, and get it right for the for the fans yeah. who haven't seen you for ages. I do actually want to touch on a quick positive thing that I did see: first ever K-pop act headline Coachella as well. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously they have a few headliners, yeah, Blackpink. Um, they performed there a couple of years ago, but they were headlining this week. And Puerto Rican star Bad Bunny um, was the first Spanish language artist to headline Coachella as well. Yeah, so by
2: all accounts, they both they killed up time. It. Yeah, yeah. it was mad because exactly. it was all
1: on YouTube as well, mm. which I thought was interesting. And I wonder if that's going to happen with festivals moving forward that you can just plug into YouTube and you're on a stage at Coachella or Splendor or Beyond the Valley or whatever, and you can just watch a festi set from the comfort of your own, uh, own living room.
2: that would be cool.
1: Yeah, not getting as sweaty.
2: Live that influencer life. Just, like, get mm. ready with me. Very and true. just sit. I like, like getting outfit. dirty. That's the, that's the good part of going to a
0: festival, you've you got to be amongst it, smell mm. you know, the sweat. Kids mm. these days yeah. have
2: not been elbowed <laughs> by a large, sweaty men in a friend's room. <laughs> and it shows. <laughs> it does show.
1: Now, speaking of influencers, we are going to talk <laughs> about a new show which is an influencer generator um, mm-hmm. or could be an influencer generator. It's apparently a cross between Maths, Survivor, and Love Island, and it looks to me like we are reaching late-stage reality Mm. TV. Similar to the economic system that runs the Western world, things are just (laughs) aggregating and conglomerating and we are finally reaching the pointy end where this new reality TV show is going to basically combine everything and maybe create a mega reality TV show. It's being brought to us by the Danish production house, behind maths originally. Mm. They came up with a concept, sold it to us um, or brought it over here and we did maths and we, we all know how much of a juggernaut maths mm. is, um, how many ratings it gets, how many influences it produces. But apparently the guys and gals behind this have been working away tirelessly and they've been doing research, they've been talking to people, they've been doing all these studies and they've okay. come up with this new show called Honeymoon Island. Stranded on Honeymoon Island. Stranded on.
2: I thought it was Escape from Honeymoon Island, which I thought was another cool concept. Yeah. But, you know, maybe that will be the sequel. I think in theory it sounds Mm. great because you might recall me saying bring back Batch in Paradise, which is people on an island being unhinged and hooking up.
1: Yeah which is this kind is pretty of this much concept. what's going to happen. So apparently it's going to be panel of experts similar to Amazing. maps, which mm. I mean the less set on their expertise is <laughs> probably the better. But um, for this science experiment, I'm sure they'll be calling it, four couples get social, paired up. Social, social, social experiment. Social experiment. Sorry, social experiment. Sorry. The greatest social experiment <laughs> we've ever seen. But, yeah, they're pairing up four couples, these experts, sending them to an island in wedding dress and suits, um, and then they're stranding them there. And apparently they're there for like – a while, like a few weeks, and yeah. then eventually they'll be brought back to wherever they're brought back to and they'll meet families and they'll do all that sort of stuff. Um, so, <laughs> the guy, one of the guys behind it, Rasmus Stintoft, who's the creative director at Snowman Productions, um, he came out and he said, During the development process, we found a lot of studies that indicated when you go through really tough experiences together, It can enhance attraction. So the premise: Can the toughest journey be the quickest route to love? Was the baseline (laughs) we kept coming back to. That's what. uh, That's trauma bonding.
0: That's literally the
2: definition of trauma bonding. They're putting these people through trauma to see if that works. Yeah, I don't know. Alone together. So is it each couples alone? So they haven't really
1: said too much about it, but I think all eight of them are going to be on the island Mm. together. So I think that's where things are going to come into oh, it, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the bloke, oh, yeah, who, yeah. the bloke who knows how to fucking oh, work yeah. some tools and shit. Put a raft shit. together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The yeah. one
2: that can use that flint to make the fire yeah, yeah, yeah. and do the, that the, the fastest. The, the smarmy
1: desk jockey um, when he's stuck on the island there and yeah. the crates are – because apparently they're going to be washing up crates of shit for them to, I don't know, use or <laughs> eat or whatever. Um, and, yeah, so then it'll just see what happens, whether yeah. it strengthens their love together or whether mm-hmm. they – jump ship or they because they're obviously going to go for the cheating angle that's what they're going to be pushing hard they love to do on maths i reckon but i think the thing that might be crucial to this is that the crates contain alcohol because i that's the one thing that was coming into my head yeah i was just i'm wondering about (laughs) that with all the great batch paradise (laughs) and Mm. love island and maths there's a common denominator other than hot people Mm. wanting to be influencers alcohol yeah they yes. all get so pissed yeah and then you know they're obviously very confident people or they act like very confident people at the outset and then you add alcohol to the mix and then they yeah. start biting heads and you get all the we clashes get, like, of personalities cyrell throwing this oh, one of the greatest like, scenes in reality tv yeah. history cyrell times martha yeah. bang wine glasses yeah. gorgeous um, imagine so- them
0: like drunkenly trying to assemble a hut
2: yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm just like pouring one out for like the nerdy bloke that runs Screaming from the Crab, and like his wife just absolutely maybe- trading him in for like Mr. Macho. And machete. then, and
0: then later on, because he's an engineer, there's like a challenge oh, that requires him to rats. use his brain. And then Mr. You know Thor is <laughs> he can't do shit. And then she's like, Oh, I should and have she chosen
2: swaps again. And she swaps again. Yeah. Okay, I'm down for this show.
1: And I'm actually, I should apologize. Maybe there's going to be some very handy women on there who are assembling all the different things and the men are like, no, that's uh, lady tradies. And the men are like, okay, well, I love this lady tradie. Mm, You know, I don't Mm -hmm. know. Um, Do you reckon
0: they're going to just keep smushing together reality TV shows? You know how like (laughs) Disney is now, oh, wait, we're going to make live actions of cartoons. Like, is this the new... Future of Australian television is just, like, so you think you can dance, Survivor, or, yeah. like, Australian Idol <laughs> <laughs> and, and maths. I don't know. Crump, yeah. crump
1: for some more rice.
0: Crump for some <laughs> rice. i love that. Yeah. I'd watch that.
1: TV shows, mm. a famous one is coming back, uh, like a rug store or uh, an old <laughs> furniture store that's it always having really a closing down sale. Or John
2: Farner. Remember when he got sued for... Yeah. Um, doing farewell, farewell tours, tours for like and then being like years. this is the real one and he's like three and like his angry like boomer fans yeah. were like spending all this money like on flights to go and see john farnham so they neighbors
1: neighbors has done the john farnham mm-hmm. a few months after having the farewell mm-hmm. episode with kylie and co they're back apparently or well, they're coming back they've announced
2: yeah, well, we knew it was coming back. You're a bit slow on the uptake there, Wendell. We knew that oh, Amazon was bringing it back. Oh, yeah, right. okay. we literally <laughs> wrote about it. <laughs> too busy watching Lisa <laughs> Ann videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> this this shook me when I read this this morning.
2: It was like a beautiful fever dream, wasn't it? it?
0: I, I just, it was, it was like Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner all yeah. over again. So. Misha Barton from the OC mm-hmm. who played Marissa Cooper is gonna be in the neighbours reboot for right. God knows what reason. I assume to get the US audience and millennials. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested now and I've never seen a single episode of Neighbors.
2: It's it's just very strange. Well, I was a neighbours girly, so I was weirded out when they brought it because I kind of said my goodbyes. And mm. a lot of the cast were actually a bit annoyed. Like they got Kylie Minogue for the finale. They mm. got all these people. Even though she didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. But they got all these people on board and then literally like two seconds later, they're like, hey, we're rebooting it over at Amazon. Yeah. But yeah, today the announcement that Misha's going to be on it and sh- she just hasn't done that much since the OC. So it's it's a strange
0: Well, the rumours were originally back in the day that – after, what was it, four seasons of The O.C., she did the classic, oh, you know, I want to quit this to pursue a career in Hollywood. Kind of like yeah, that decision you make in your early 20s that's not the best, but she was like, I, I think I can do more than this. Yeah, just, like
2: I'm the big breakout star of mm. um, The O.C. Star. And the famous car accident yes. scene. Yes. Devastating stuff Mm, Um, (laughs) So, but anyway, she kind of left She's done a couple of little bits and pieces But now she's decided to join an iconic Australian TV show Apparently her character will be not what she seems
1: She's an American, isn't she? She's not going to be changing accents No, she's not going to
2: attempt the Aussie accent She is like a mysterious American that comes to Ramsey Street I guess. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still, I still don't know what to think of this. They're not giving us much. They're, they're definitely like, you know, just sprinkling Mm. some intrigue. What I want to know is, is this going to be the 800th really hot girl that Toadie hooks up with? Because he has a history of punching above his weight. Absolutely. Toadie's angels. Yeah.
0: Do you reckon there's going to be like a, a line where they're like, Welcome to Ramsey Street, bitch. Yeah. There has to be. There has to be. They've got to be they've got to do a callback. They've got to do the
2: callbacks. Another callback I'd love to see is maybe in the first episode she just gets really fucking drunk and her yes. friends just deposit her on the front doorstep of her parents' house. Which happened in episode and one. And then Cody the sees oh. her and
0: he's like, I don't wanna be a creep and then he goes to pick her up and then Carries it through carries the flames. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, they could like do in in the show. Yes. Just Yeah, just mesh those together. I'm, I'm up for it. Mm.
1: Man, Toadie's getting old. That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> I love <laughs> the Toadie's Angel it? arc, but I'm worried. Well, she's looking at launching her career a second time. Neighbours famous for doing that as well. Didn't yeah. work with the OC. She's coming back to Neighbours. Maybe she's going to be the next Margot Robbie.
2: Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Look out. They've got me. I'll yeah, watch I'm it. hooked I'm gonna watch it Fine <laughs> I will
1: not I'm pretty comfortable I'm happy to give most things a go But I will not be tuning back in For Neighbours All the best to them though So Good for them But not for me Anyway mm. I think that's all we've got time for mm. Today Should probably wrap it up They're knocking on the glass Studio <laughs> producers here yeah. Telling us to get out We're
2: not actually supposed to be here at all no. like, We just <laughs> We <laughs> just sat down And <laughs> started talking So they're like
1: Microphones on out. How organic hey How organic <laughs>
2: We're genuinely friends.
1: Oh, well, (laughs) thanks, everybody, for listening to us. And join us again next week on the show. off. We are genuinely friends, by the way, everybody. So just to clear up. I appreciate that.